Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpin. Thank you for tuning into the podcast with the best domain name and digital asset content in the world. Today's episode is a Domain Sherpa review titled See You Later, Alligator, and it features Adam, Josh, and Drew. On today's show, we play the domain game featuring mo.co, embryosolutions.com, and restaurantfinder.com. And then we've got the Name Jet Gonna Jet segment sponsored by Name Jet, and we talk about some domains coming up for auction, including looksgood.com, higher education.org, pittsburghrealestate.com, and bridgestreet.com. The Sherpas also talk about how sales have been in the past few months and what their current buying strategies are. We also talk about interest rates and how the broader global macroeconomic picture may impact domain names, values in the near to the long term. And all that is coming up more on today's episode. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version on DomainSherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at DS.TV. You can also listen to the shows as well on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms too. So make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button where you can. We appreciate it. Also, we're now integrating our shows with Muse.ai, which provides new search functionality for the shows and transcripts as well. So definitely check all that out. And as usual, big shout out to Dan com the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors with that it's now time to get into this episode of domain sherpa where all roads lead to domains What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. Jayon, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a Domain Sherpa review, where we get into the minds of successful domain investors, the experts, the OGs, using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become more successful domain name investors ourselves. These are the experts. There are four segments to a Domain Sherpa review. We've got the grand opening. That's where I intro the Sherpas, do the AKA, see what's going on with everybody. we got segment two, which is the domain game, where we hear about what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Everybody guesses on the sales or buy price we keep scoring get some swag to the winner swag such as the domain sherpa hoodie that i'm rocking right now we got segment three which is name jet and a jet sponsored by our friends at name jet we review a list of domains coming up for auction and see what the sherpas like what they don't like all that good stuff and then last but not least we got grand closing where we discuss anything we haven't already covered what's going on in the domain space looking at the market trends all that kind of stuff, letting the guests talk and promote, actually my co-host talk and promote anything that they we haven't already covered and anything we haven't already discussed. So with that, let me go ahead and introduce the Sherpas over to my right. <laughs> I got my boy, Andrew Rosner, a.k.a. I don't even do it. Maybe I won't even do AKs. No, I'm just playing. Of course, I'm going to do AKs, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. the sniper, Bob Lee Swagger, a.k.a. Every Rosner has its thorn, a.k.a. never going to give Drew up. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, doing good, man. All things considered, you know, all I'm doing good. All things considered, man, it is crazy. It is. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on in the in the markets and and all that stuff. So we'll talk about some of that. There's also a lot of craziness in the world. Don't let my exuberance, you know, overshadow the fact that you know we are in very turbulent times, and uh, you know, and always thinking about just the stuff that's going on out there. Plus, how it impacts us and what we do. All roads do lead to domain. So anything that's happening in the world is having an impact on what we do on a day to day basis. But uh, you know. 
It's crazy, but we got to do what we got to do. We got to keep it moving. And, uh, you know, and that's what we do here on this show. So let me keep it moving. And to my lower right, I got my boy, Josh Reason, a.k.a. Bjorn Borg, a.k.a. Prince Harry, a.k.a. Harry Kane, a.k.a. Prince Harry Kane. What's up, man? What's happening with you? What's up, man? Feeling good. Um, Good to be here. Sorry I missed you guys in L.A. Would have been a lot of fun. I had a bit of FOMO. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's not a good trip if like there aren't people that aren't there that are FOMOing. You know what I'm saying? Then it did it did a trip really happen? Did something happen if there aren't people who were not part of it FOMOing? You know what I'm saying? In this this day and age of social media and everybody, you know, hyper hyping up their lives and all the mundane things they do to make it seem cooler than it actually is. Although we did have a really good time. And uh, you know, you were missed, Drew was missed, along with a few others. But um yeah, do you have more light in your your crib now? I mean, all of a sudden, I feel like it's brighter in there than usually. You yeah, it does, and it looks more organic light. It, does, it looks less like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Somebody turned less the of sun, a cave. Turn, somebody turned the sun on for you. <laughs> I've gone with I've gone I've gone with two open curtains and the one directly in front of me closed. I think it, that's that's the move. I like so, it a lot. Yeah, man. that that was always the move. That was did always. you hire a lighting consultant? Yeah. <laughs> JT did. You could totally myself. tell JT did. Hey man, I finally got my wall done, you know. So uh your wall looks nice. Your wall looks a little bit kind of like the color of my wall back there. Yeah, yeah. You went with more of the you're more of a blue hue. Mine is more of your typical yeah, look at oh that's nice, man. I like the woodwork and everything too. You know, that's called that's Wayne Scotting, right? Is that what yeah, I think something similar or or it's probably like a more particular type of of Wayne Scotting was just on my mind because I, I actually saw it expired. I don't remember if it was on GoDaddy. I think it was on GoDaddy, Wayne Scott.com or Wayne Scotting.com, one or the other. Man, it's uh, you know, I, I used to hang with Wayne Scott back in the day, man, back in middle school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We used to skip school together. You yeah, know, I used Scott. to give that dude a swirly. <laughs> I nah, mean, no, don't, don't. Hey, Wayne was cool, man. Wayne's all right. You know, he's our boy. Um, actually, I was thinking about what that word was. Um, and, uh, you swirly? know, because, no, not swirly, Wayne Scotting, because <laughs> Adam, when he was moving his location around in the crib, like the, he, he had some nice woodwork in one of the other rooms, you know, one of the alternate locations. And yeah, I was like, oh, that's the least, but I, but I couldn't think of the word. So anyway, but speaking of Adam, let me keep that moving. So below me, we got my boy Adam Strong, a.k.a. John Wick, a.k.a. Up and Adam, a.k.a. Adamantium, a.k.a. Adam Strong to quite strong. How's your portfolio, Fokker? And uh, speaking of which, how's your portfolio, Fokker? What's going on, man? How you living, man? What's happening? I'm good. Good. Back on. All right. Well, yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you again, you know. Um, All right. Well, I'll go ahead, Drew. No, I was just gonna say, are you are you where, where are you at with buying new inventory? Are you are you still buying? Are you opportunistically yeah. buying? Are you actively? Yeah, yeah, you. <clears throat> opportunistically, I would say um, I haven't just I just haven't been participating lately. So yeah, in anything, just check so it I've out been, on I, all I things. I don't think I, I don't think I've I don't think I've made a purchase for quite a while. But I've got a couple things I'm after right now and chasing. But uh, yeah, not participating in the drops, not watching Name Jet or GoDaddy or anything. So mm. yeah, so watching for stuff, but uh, yeah, haven't been buying. 
How does yeah. that feel? So let's, well, this is actually a really good topic. I like this a lot. And let's go, we're going to go around the horn. But how does it feel to not be watching like the drops, the daily stuff? Like, I think it's interesting how you say you're very targeted with what you're trying to get. Great. Is it, it's liberating, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it got to, it's gotten to the point. I don't know how it is now, but like kind of, I mean, I'll pop my head in and, and look around every once in a while and see what's going on, but just uh, the prices and, and things like that are frustrating. So, and then I know there's guys that are just scooping up stuff by the boatload. So the competition's a little bit more uh, unnerving. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, yeah, I just, I just don't feel like participating in a, in a environment like that, I guess. In a seller's market, if you will. Yeah. It's just not what I'm used to either. So, um, you know, I was just pulling up my stuff to look at my, you know, the demand I'm going to talk about today. And, you know, I bought it in 2015, but I really bought it years before um, with a, uh, with a partner. But, uh, you know, I, I just happened to pull up that year that I bought stuff and I was like, $11, $11, <laughs> you know, like $69. Yeah. And like, you just, that doesn't exist anymore. So no, that's still, it's over, which makes yeah. us the grandpas of the domain space. But, uh, well, yeah, if so. I'm if I'm a grandpa, you like you have great grandpa. Yeah. yeah, you got more gray though. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what's up, man. I just I think don't it's use shoe polish. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> no, no shoe polish got... here, dude. Oh, I got gray up there. This is too. this is just this is the just for men episode. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, really yeah, sponsored by <laughs> interrupt. Bring the ad up. <laughs> <laughs> we go sponsored by hair club for men hey that's why i just keep it all shaved super shakes then i don't even have to worry about it am i going gray i don't know you know what i'm saying i have no idea i'm never gonna know um i but- so I, I everything that adam just said resonates with me i mean i i um i uh it's very hard because i i really enjoy going through these lists even when i don't necessarily have the attention to buy things but it's very hard because then i find things that I'm, you just know are you know, undervalued, but then you just ask yourself, like, am I upgrading my portfolio by buying this? What, what am I doing? You know, and like, if I were to sell all of my domains for even a fraction of what I believe them to be worth, I'm going to have plenty of money and I'll never sell them in my lifetime. It's just not going to happen. And so, I don't know, I've just kind of decided, you know, I, I did, I'm buying here and there, if something really interesting comes up or something that's intriguing to me or something I've been watching for a long time and suddenly comes, but I'm pretty much of the mind that unless things were to become stupid cheap again, which I don't necessarily foresee, but maybe, um, uh, I just don't. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm all I'm doing is decreasing my average margin by accumulating more names. At that price point. And I agree. I mean, look, yeah. we've, we've watched this over the last 10 years or so, and the increasing sort of baseline price of any decent names in auction has gotten to the point where your acquisition cost for a good domain, you know, is no longer sub $100. It's now but it, plus $1,000. So it was probably two and a half years ago. It was probably two and a half years ago that I said this, that I said, you know, basically what we're going to see over the next 10 years is, is the alligator jaws. And so the alligators are always going to just start cl- slamming shut where, you know, the, the, if the bottom jaw is basically what wholesale investors are willing and able to pay, 
and the top jaw is what you're able to sell them for to a retail customer. Like, you know, that, that if you, if you look at a crocodile, you know what I mean? He doesn't close his top jaw. He closes the bottom jaw like this. So <laughs> that, like, wait a second, is it, it an alligator or a crocodile? Whatever. We got to go with gators. So, I mean, we're talking, point, I'm a UF, is, you know what I'm saying? Point, okay, gator listen, all day, the point man. Is, is that you are going to compress that margin. That, that, that margin is just going to compress. Yeah. And, you know, we're just, for three years probably into that that process i think COVID was really the turning point where you know a whole bunch of new people you know maybe entered this space definitely auctions we're already getting more competitive but really heated up in a material way and so i think it's still a great business for somebody but for somebody who accumulated their portfolio on a basis of you know i'm looking for a 10 to 20 x as sort of a safe baseline because my hold expectations are you know 10 to 20 years um that math doesn't apply anymore and so you know the good news is that your the risk is you're being de-risked meaning that your downside protection is now more limited right so you could offload it for probably a profit if you bought names that you bought five years ago 10 years ago you could now offload for probably less uh in a wholesale market for more than you paid, make a profit. Uh, but you can't replace it for that cost. And so, you know, I think it's a great business for people that, uh, uh, to, you know, they're willing to take less risk, but also less upside to enter the business. But, you know, I think I've cast my dice and I'm, you know, focused on the brokerage at this point and, you know, take the sales that we get from the portfolio. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And, um, you know, that you, and that's a very new mindset. That's just something that's evolved over the last six months, but that's basically where I'm pretty happy to land. I think it's, it just, it, it, it's liberating. I think, as you said. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I want to get Josh's opinion because, you know, so you guys kind of represent sort of this OG mentality um, and, uh, you know, both of you feel like, all right, you know, we're kind of priced out of the day to day in the drops and the auctions and you guys have accumulated so many names, you know, thousands of names each that now it's about, hey, you know, when I look at the amount of time left, but I do think that that's a really interesting perspective coming from both of you guys who are somewhat similarly situated. Big domain portfolios have been doing this for a long time. And, you know, feeling like the, you know, sort of the, the auctions have gotten to the point where, you know, loading up at, at that level is less interesting to you. And instead, it's more targeted on maybe even bigger purchases, right? Bigger purchases, but much more targeted based on those specific names. And I think that's that's pretty, pretty interesting and pretty cool that you guys both feel that same way. So, Josh, you being more of a new G, right? What's your uh, what's your take on all of this and where's your head at? Uh, you know, it's kind of, I'm not that sure right now, but to give, to give a little bit of background to that, you know, I, so I didn't really get serious into buying a lot. I only had a couple hundred names and nothing that good until like the beginning of 2020, really end of 2019. And then I spent, I would say a year and a half really like acquiring names spending a lot of money on names and i had a pretty clear path i felt like the prices even then i felt like the prices were a little high to be honest and everyone was talking about the prices being high then 
but kind of just plowed through that ended up working out really well but i think i think that one of the reasons why that ended up working out really well was also due to how good the end user climate was between 2020 and 2022 mm-hmm. i mean unprecedented right so it was a really good time to scale the portfolio if you weren't an og um right. because the sale the sales were coming in pretty consistently as well and i would say that on average most people that had a little bit of an idea of what, what they were doing their sell through rate was a lot better because of that um i did i would say towards you know especially in 2022 and 2000 end of 2021 i was kind of a little distracted as were you as well and most people in who got into like nfts and stuff so i didn't buy as much then but the sales were good now i have been buying a lot again but the prices you know they're still high they're continuing to i think they're continuing to go up but i you know my portfolio is better than it's ever been at the high end and the low end and for me i'm not seeing i'm not seeing good sales at all the last like four months beginning of t- 2023 was fine let me ask you something though, because I've been preaching to you for the better part of two years now that you know dot co party that was over called that one then the dot i o party that was over right doesn't mean there's no more sales it just means that the 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 top of the lunacy was over and then dot a i i would say probably we hit the top a couple of weeks ago um uh maybe this week whatever but we're 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 at the top of that lunacy. Um, and you know, it, it, I, I gave a great concise thesis about how to think about them because it doesn't matter if it's IO, it doesn't matter if it's AI. If you are chasing second place, you are inherently always going to be replaced because there is a ceiling on your value proposition. Your value proposition is a function of what does it cost to upgrade to the dot com, right? And so there's a ratio that people are willing to pay. And I've said, I think that ratio is somewhere around 5 to 10%. Beyond that, it's a sunk cost. It seems unnecessary. There's another better alternative, okay? Whereas if the dot-com, it's kind of like black or white. You either are a qualified and able, willing buyer or you're not. But there's nothing to subjugate the value of the dot-com to something else. Whereas every other domain extension is always going to be subjugated to the value of the dot-com. What is the replacement value? So um, by definition, these things are trends and they will always be, uh, they'll always reach a limit of their of their value cycle because again, there is zero people that wouldn't, I, I, I think there was a recent study that just came out that, that, that demonstrated, zero people want dot anything as opposed to dot com. Like dot com is the first choice in every, apples to apples, Every single person is taking .com over .whatever else, with very, very, very few exceptions that are mostly justified by country code, you know, in market segments. So, yep. And um, Drew, real quick, I think that's all great points because I think let, let no, me tie I that. To come back to Josh and yeah, say, yeah, yeah, okay, yep. My understanding is you were going heavy on the IOs, going heavy on uh, .AIs, and so if that's what you've been buying for two years, and those trends are on their back fucking heels maybe that's why sales are slow 
So then that yeah, we should have uh, started this conversation with a question of so Josh, what extensions no, are I, the I, names that you're seeing? Good, that's a good that, those are good points. So I agree with a lot of what Drew is saying with some caveats. So the from a portfolio standpoint, minus like outlier, very large dot com sales that I've had, the most money that I've made on on the portfolio, despite it only being maybe like twenty percent of my portfolio, is on IO Co. Uh, and actually AI as well. But what about in the last oh. three to six months? Yeah, no. Really the, so really I, the last I, three. I, so like, I, no, Co's like cool, cooled down like long ago, but yeah. I still get, get Co-sales. But here's, here's like, I feel like it's important to expand a little bit on what you're saying, despite the fact that I fully agree, right? I think that you saw kind of this, this hockey stick curve with .co where everyone was selling .co, right? And then it comes to an abrupt halt and it kind of then just like falls into the category of any other extension that is viable other than dot com. Mm-hmm. But like that doesn't mean that it falls into like a dot info or like some shit that nobody wants or a dot biz. It falls into like the second tier, like dot org, right? Dot but, org is before a great you thing. just quickly skip over that though, that's not arbitrary. Okay. The the category of dot info or dot biz. Those are in some sub shit category specifically for, for actual technical reasons. You cannot get email delivery, right? You cannot get like, like, like basically all dot info and dot biz domains are flagged by every email spam provider because they were all offered at 99 cent, you know, bullshit or free or, and so people utilize these things for mass spamming. And so basically you cannot deliver email effectively as a commercial enterprise on those domain extensions. Unfortunately, .xyz has suffered from some of that as well. But right. that is why those are relegated to some absolute garbage tier, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. And then, you know, like I said, there's, there's, a, there's a reason for all, of, for all of these things. I I do think that out of all of them, .io remains fairly strong, despite the fact that it's not at the kind of, what do you call it? What would you call it? The... The, the peak level the euphoria the, the euphoric levels that it was at mm-hmm. before you still get good good dot io end user sales and i i still get good dot io end user sales um but it's just nowhere near what it was um mm-hmm. from like a from like a i would say the wholesale market standpoint where you see where you're seeing all of the the daily data of auctions like going you know way inflated you don't you don't see that right now um but yeah i i mean like dot ai for example Everyone thinks that .ai is going to be different. I I don't think that. I'm I'm the actually, most dangerous been, words in the history of human language. Yeah, this yeah. time it's going to be different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm on. Show I'm me, on the show me one time where it was different. It's never different because we're humans. We're fucking. We're just animals. We repeat ourselves. We put fancy clothes on. You know, we run around thinking we're. You know, we're talking on some digital fucking communication over our camera. We think we're fancy. We're just fucking humans. We're fucking animals. We're just we're just emotional, habit driven animals. That's what we are. And yeah, so, so we repeat I, the I, same stupid thing over and over and let, over again. Let me let me say this as well, because I do think dot AI is different, but not for the reasons that people want to think that it's different. It's different because it's descriptive as opposed to generic. And it's descriptive over something that people are super excited about right now, mm-hmm. which is enabling end users to say you know what i want to get a dot ai because it's people are going to think that i'm cool and hip and i can raise a bunch of money so 
Yeah, it's popular right now because it's in the euphoric. We're in the euphoric phase of .ai. But Drew has said this before, and he is correct that two or three years on whatever from now, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give a shit uh, because everything's gonna be AI. And, and it's just uh, redundant. It be, it's just redundant. It it's like point. saying, "Oh, you know what? I think Google should move to Google dot search." And it's like, well, why the fuck would they do that? Everybody just knows that they're already a search engine, so it's just right. redundant. Yeah, you're not right, you're yeah. not adding anything. You're encumbering the brand. You're not you're That's not right. I agree with that. adding any value. You're, you're it's literally yeah. an encumberment. Anything that is not assumed by the consumer is an encumberment to your brand. Although, right, so basically although I don't think although I don't think we're at the peak. I think this this euphoria goes on for a while. Listen, we may or may not be at the natural organic peak, but I can assure you we are at the peak simply because uh uh, two factors. One is consolidation, and basically, you're going to see all these AI companies that very rapidly popped up that that aren't like one of the five to ten really big ones that are actually doing something novel and let's say almost like yeah. first layer of a you know, um, all of the ones that were like a service utilizing those things, they never had a chance to ever make money. They will never make money because they're basically a feature of a much larger thing that's either being sold for $9.99 a month or, you know, uh, for free. So none of those companies that are like the dot AIs, they're all, none of them have a business plan. None of them have a path to profitability. Very, very few exceptions. They're all going to become a feature of something bigger. Okay. That's the first reason why we are at the peak is because none of these have any chance of raising money in the next round, except for the very the five, 10 major players that are going to do it in different novel ways. Second is just macroeconomics of where we are in the business cycle, geopolitics and whatever. And like, I, you know, sorry, but you know, in an environment where I think interest rates are going to go up another 50% from here um, over the next 12 to 18 months, I, I don't see an environment where we're creating tons of, you know, innovation and growth and tons of new companies raising capital and then spending that capital on domain names. So especially on second choices, you know, less certain markets, um, I, I don't see that happening. So I think we are probably at the top. Whether the bubble might have extended under, under other circumstances, I agree with you, probably still early. But I think because of the other two factors that are unique to the AI market and then macroeconomically, uh, I, I don't think that we'll see a continuation of this. Yeah. So, okay. A couple of things there. I think, um, well, Adam, what do you, do you have an opinion on it? Like, are you buying, do you have a portfolio of any of these, ex- like other extensions? No, I bought a, I bought a small portfolio of dot co's maybe 10 years ago. And I think I've sold maybe two out of the, 30 or so that I bought all single word, but, uh, nothing, nothing fantastic, but, uh, it paid for itself. But yeah, I haven't been dabbling in AI or IO or anything. It's kind of thought about it, but just stay in my lane. Anyway, I like it, man. I like it. Hey, so, know your role. So what about, gotta so give Josh, some, is gotta give Josh something to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Less competition. Um, all right. So Josh is saying in the last couple of months he's seen some sort of some slowdown in sales. Are you seeing the same kind of thing? I mean, are you guys that you can share? Uh, it's as funny. Josh as... said something about unprecedented sales, like during the COVID 
period. I I just like I'm I'm trying to backtrack to figure if that was like the best that I've ever seen in terms of sales. Drew, I don't know, Drew. What do you think about time periods and things like that? Was there a was there a period of time that was like maybe after oh eight? Uh, so yeah, but I think that each of these successive periods did get bigger and more frothy than the previous. So there was that sort of 08, 09, 2010, maybe period where, um, you know, I was kind of like, that was kind of the blow off top on parking. Uh, there was a lot of consolidation in portfolios. There was a lot of there was just a lot of money flying around. You had private equity guys coming into the space trying to buy up portfolios. Yeah, there was just a lot going on. There was a lot of fluidity in the domain market. Then there was a fourteen fifteen, which was to this day was the most absurd thing I've ever witnessed with the Chinese and the numeric market, and you know the, the just absolute pure liquidity that was available in any of the sort of scarce domain names: two letters, three letters, four letters. You know, you had the chips market. It was like basically a thousand dollars. You could basically exchange a, a, a four-letter Chinese premium, meaning uh, a Chinese premium was basically it didn't have any vowels, no vowels, no and it Vs. didn't contain a Y or a V. Okay, yeah. uh, if you had a, 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 what we call the chip at the time, Chinese premium domain, four-letter, four-letter domain. It was basically interchangeable for a thousand dollars or a gold coin. And literally, it was basically interchangeable, fully liquid for a period of like, I'm going to say a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, these things were basically par value. It was like a stable coin for <laughs> a gold, for a gold one ounce coin or, or a thousand dollars. Just, you could just, Literally, somebody said, send you a spreadsheet. You didn't have to look at it. Say, how many chips are in here? You know, 250. Okay, I'll give you $250,000 for that portfolio. And it was liquid for that. Maybe you put a little pre- you know, discount on it. And then you could go drop that on Namejet, get a little premium. And there was a spread that could be made there. There was, there was an arbitrage opportunity at that time because of the available liquidity. that was unprecedented. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it since. But... Names didn't sell at the levels that they did in the 21-22 run, which was just, again, I think uh, uh, an overwhelming increase all at once. A tidal wave of demand met a bottleneck of supply and uh, prices got silly. We, we sold, there was just... It was really just a, a, a like unfettered demand for premium domain names, um, and so that was twenty twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, but real quick, just still to this time, yeah. that was that was about twenty to thirty percent more than any you know any year since. And we'll, um, we'll get back to that in one second, but I just wanted to just a little bit of, uh, just to add some, something to the 2014, 15, there was an app that was similar to the securities app on the iPhone. You remember this? This was the Chinese app that basically, um, broke yeah. down the different categories of domains as to what the floor price was at that time yeah. and would show yeah. if it was up or down, like during, you know, so they, I mean, literally. The and you had large entities in China 
that were literally doing loans at an LTV of about 70 to 80% of whatever that app said. So you could go to them with a portfolio of 10,000 four-letter chips and say, you know, 1,000 bucks each. All right, we'll give you a loan of, you know, if the if the portfolio is valued at 10 million, we'll give you a $7 million loan against that portfolio uh, with at like 8% interest. And, you know, and then these people would go out and then they, you know, they, they just kept doubling down and get, get getting more and, you know, yeah, it became, it really uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, but I think it was a glimpse of, of, I got really excited at that time because it sort of, I think, gave us a glimpse of what I think the domain market can be. Uh, but we just ain't there yet. And I don't think numeric domains are, are you know, or, or just ran, well, you know, I, who knows? Stuff, I don't know. Well, so a couple of things real quick, too, though, to add some context, you know, for the Chinese market, numeric domains had a certain value as well because the, you know, numbers are, can be representative of words and phrases in China. Sure. But uh, again, that was, yeah. that's a narrative and, and, it, and it allows everybody to go, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. More money, more money. Yeah. But no, I, the reality no, I know, is, I know, like, I know, but I'm just saying the that there was of those things that actually sold to the end users because of that reason is probably 0.01%. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think that they ever, that that was some of where I think and why it it ultimately fell apart, right? Is that because they never really were able to then connect the dots to the end users. Like even when you talk to the folks in China and our partners at the time, you know, they were, you know, effectively establishing these things as investment vehicles, right? Because you'd have these, you know, groups of people in China, families that would be investing money in different investments. Domains became an investable piece of what they were into. They knew they were, domains were a key aspect of, of the internet. But what they didn't really get to was connecting the dots to true end users to, to find, to realize that value, right? Which is why I think when you saw in 2020, 2022, which to me was more of a natural sort of, it's not even a bubble, but like a natural wave that was really based around end user use of domain names. And it was more of a function of money going into the economy that was leading to investment of all sorts of shapes and sizes, people buying names because they wanted to start businesses, people, you know, companies that had a bunch of money. So they were able to spend money on premium domains, Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. So it's like, you know, you almost just need the combination of- Ain't no money like government money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Free government cheese. Um, meanwhile, I'm drinking coffee with an enormous coffee cup, which makes me feel like, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I feel like you, know, you guys don't realize it. If you didn't know me in real life, you'd be like, is he three feet tall with that big old coffee cup? Um, anyway, um, so yeah, man, wild times. And, uh, so back to, so my question then, Adam, um, and that was a nice little jaunt down memory lane, but what, um, so what are you seeing lately? Cause that was the question. <laughs> No, so you are you seeing the softness? Are you seeing the softness that Josh is referring to in some of your stuff? And is your business the type that it even that you even see that? You know what I mean? Because are you guys selling more like you know? I'm not as constant of a basis, regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did. I I, I did take you down memory lane. So um, which was awesome. Love it. Yeah. I just. I, I guess like I'm since I'm not buying and. Uh, I just, I just equate the not selling to just because I'm not buying, um, I'm just not super active. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's my fault. You, yeah. And it really, yeah. honestly, uh, for me, it is a little bit my fault. Uh, I, I'm not super proactive in you know, listing in marketplaces and putting up buy nows and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I kind of just let it ride. So, um, uh, but with that said, it's, it's, 
even if it is a different way of doing things than everybody else, I do feel that there's some uh, softness in the market. So um, I'm still, I, I, I've, I've done pretty well this year um, given that I don't chase things, um, but it's, it's nowhere near. Last year was pretty rough. Um, but uh, this year's kind of on the upswing a little bit. Um, and it's wrapping yeah. up. But uh, um, yeah, no, I, I've had a fairly good, decent yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, as have we, you know, I mean, we've, and, and we've seen it in pockets. We've seen big, big sales, you know, and I drew, drew spoken about this and we've spoken about this on the show. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily the volume of names. So I think it might also depend on, you know, what your method of selling is and also what your portfolio looks like specifically. Um, and, um, you know, but we still see some movement. So, you know, it's not like, you know, there had, we had July was a month though, where we would have kind of spoke about the space and the, 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 the health of the market, kind of the way Josh is describing his experience currently, you know, where it just, everything just dried up and it was like dead for like a month where like nothing happened. And then all of a sudden we had a couple of huge sales and then, you know, we've had some other stuff. So, I mean, it's interesting because it's just sort of this flow of things, but I think that's part of where we are now, right? I think the economy is sort of in this sideways movement across markets. Um, interest rates are way up. People are investing. There's less money out there. They're literally trying to have, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to literally put the blanket on the fire to try to bring down inflation and in the process, you know, stagnate things. And so you're going to have some of this now where you're not going to see a big old wave and bubbles that are going to create all sorts of this exuberance and activity, you know, until the next time that the money printer go burr and then shit gets wild again. So, um, you know, and plus you have turmoil in the world now. I mean, there's some really crazy shit happening in Europe and the Middle East. And, you know, that leads to uncertainty and scared, nervous folks that, you know, are not trying to spend or, or invest money if they, you know, don't feel pretty good about it's it. It's going to be a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it truly is going to be an unprecedented set of circumstances that we're, that we're heading into or maybe we're already in, uh, whereby... You know, we basically whether we're, whether the United States itself is at war, it's basically let's say you know playing a supporting role in at least two fronts, potentially three. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of problems at home. All of these things, without being political about it, all of these things are going to require a tremendous amount of um, funding. Okay, and um, we're already deficit spending, and so we're going to be. We literally, there is no choice. This isn't like a debatable thing. You can debate what the consequences are, but but the the reality is is quite simple. We we will have to um, monetize the debt, and and that means you know basically the Fed is going to be buying. You know the Treasury issues the debt, and then the Fed basically buys it because there's nobody else to buy it. And so, um, uh, we've seen that movie before. We've seen it multiple times, right? It got basically invented. Uh, 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 you know, after 9-11 and then, and then expanded upon after 2008 financial crisis. Uh, and now, you know, and then COVID, we really mastered it. And um, uh, now we're going to see the same thing happen, but instead of in an, uh, an, in an environment where interest rates were, were continuously falling and ultimately went to zero and even negative in some parts of the world, we're now going to be doing it into an, a rising interest rate environment. And because there's no foreign buyers for U.S. Treasuries. The only way to attract anybody to buy those Treasuries is to keep raising interest rates. So it actually has less to do with inflation 
um, and more to do with, okay, what is the price we have to offer? What's the coupon we need to offer people in order to get people to step up? Banks, you know, banks who have been burned by, you know, let's say a 30 to 50% devaluation of their assets that they were literally forced to buy by the Fed. Uh, and then, you know, they're like, oh, surprise, rug pull. You know, we're going to devalue these assets that you're holding, these long-term bonds by 50% and basically bankrupt you. So the, all of the natural <laughs> uh-huh. buyers, China, Russia, Europe, um, and then U.S. banks, um, those are the buyers, natural buyers for treasuries. And those are basically all gone. And so um, they're going to have to price treasuries at a rate because what's coming is is an unprecedented, pr- unprecedented amount of treasury issuance in order to fund all of this stuff and more. They need to issue debt, right? That, that's, that's how the government works. And unfortunately, um, we're going to have to monetize that, which is literally what people mean when they say money printer go burr, okay? And so money printer is definitely going to go burr, but instead of it going burr in a net in a zero interest rate environment, yeah. the more it's, – it's, like it's, it's basically like a death spiral because the more issuance the treasury does, the less – demand there is for that issuance which means they have to keep raising interest rates with each issuance in order to create more demand because at some point you're like oh wow treasury is going to give me seven percent historical average of the stock market seven eight percent this is supposed to be no risk right well, then you have to start asking yourself well maybe it is risky if i have to pay you know anyway so the point is we have never been in an environment where you have an enormous amount of debt issuance. At the same time, the interest rates are rising, and that has enormous economic, comp- you know, uh, uh, implications that all of us really should be understanding. Whether this stuff bores the shit out of you or not, I don't care who you are. If you're a librarian, if you're a nurse, you're a domain investor, you're a Wall Street investor, this is going to affect so many aspects of your life. Uh, that it's really it's pretty important that everybody sort of gets some level of understanding of what is happening and what's going to happen and why it's inevitable. And it's not really debatable. It's not just a headline. It's literally going to be touching you at your front door. Uh, <laughs> very, it already is. Um, so. Uh, yeah, no, and I think that, look, I mean, for what me, we it's don't not know, what... though, is what is that going to what if you are a corporation? Let's say you're it's going to be a lot of corporations that just death just. You cannot, your, your company already had a 6% margin. If the government's paying 7% and your ability to borrow money is now at 11, 10, you're done. So we got a lot of those. Uh, might be 30, 40% of corporations in America. If we, if we get there, if we get to six and a half, seven percent 7%. And then you've got, let's say, strong companies, strong balance sheets. They've got cash. Well, they're going to start asking themselves what maybe it makes more sense for us to just invest this cash rather than do M&A or invest in innovation or, you know, what have you. Um, and that's the environment that we used to see in the 80s with high interest rates. Um, and that's why you didn't see real innovation taking shape, in my opinion, until interest rates started falling. Because you ha- when, when you have low interest rates, people are forced to take risk to chase yield. And that applies to all forms of business and individual actors. 
Um, anyway, so I'm just trying to basically demonstrate how important it is to understand that, that bigger picture, to make decisions about what you do with your cash. Uh, and, you know, I think that affects domain pricing. I think that affects, you know, flexibility on pricing, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff to, to consider. Um, yeah, man. Well, and I, to me, it doesn't bore me to death. It kind of scares me to death, but I think it needs to scare you more into action. Right. And then I think that's the kind of thing to figure out. The hard part is, is that a lot of it is you have to wait, see what's going to happen. You try to read the tea leaves and then act accordingly in order to, you know, get out in front of some of the trends and things. Well, like I guess that that's happen. my point so. is that, you know, most people are paralyzed because they think we're reading tea leaves, but there are certain things that are inherently just clear. Sure, they're true. facts. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I think what I just laid out is one of them. I don't think that that's speculative. No, what that terminal interest rate is, is totally speculative. None of us fucking know. But the implications of it, certain parts of it are, are these are known knowns, you know, like we have yeah. to issue more debt. That's not. No, no, I'm with you, That's but not, let's, let's, let's do this because, you know, just so that we can, you know, keep it moving beyond talk of death spirals and anytime we're using the word <laughs> death, you know, it's in business, it seems not great, you know? So, and I'm a positive person by nature, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to I'm keep a realist. show light. I'm a realist, you know what I'm saying? No, as you should, Listen, you should be the realistic. Road to I mean, hell, the road to hell is paved with fucking rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, and That's the best of saying. intentions. Anyway, yeah. toxic positivity, man, is still toxic. Um, right. so, uh, but Hey, look, uh, no, I'm with it. I, I guess then let's, everybody let's, could do with a hard dose of reality. Tell you well, that. let's, let's keep it moving though. But I guess then what I would say is in light of that, right. So what is the answer? Is it to not buy domains? Is it sell your portfolio? Is it buy gold, buy Bitcoin? I mean, there's probably a lot of different things that you can think about based on how that's going to go. And, um, well, I think, I, I guess part of what I was saying is, is nobody knows right we have literally this is truly unprecedented and so we don't have any idea how all of the very complex elements of the global economy and the financial system are going to react to an environment where there is way more supply than there is demand of debt issuance sovereign government and this isn't just the united states this is everybody and so um uh what what does that mean right and uh the high, what, what people realize, like the higher the interest rate goes, the strong relatively to other countries, stronger the dollar is going to get. Stronger the dollar gets, the weaker every other economy and every other currency in the world gets. And so, um, I think you know, in the short term, I think you want to have a lot of cash. You want to just make sure that you are, you know, you got your expenses covered. You want to be working towards being in a place where you got expenses covered. You know, where you can keep your business running. You know, uh, uh, and uh, you know, be in an opportunistic position because the, there probably will come a time in the very near future where there will be opportunities. And if you are, you know, a specialist in any particular niche field, you know, whether it's domains or some specific area of domains, you know, stay in your lane and be focused and, you know, be prepared with sufficient cash reserves. And you, you, this is, you know, when, when, when Lord Rothschild said, uh, you know, infamously, um uh what is it you know when there's blood in the streets uh what, what is it about you know that's the time to buy uh yeah or the warren buffett the you know quote. be uh you know be i think it's actually uh, attributed to originally to lord rothschild but 
But it's the thing it's about when, being about bold when, when people are fearful and yeah, know, exactly. And all that. Yeah, same thing. Yep. Uh, and, and and you know, uh, we are entering that period of time. So it's it's good to be in a position where you're you know well equipped to be opportunistic uh, if you are so lucky, and if you're not so lucky, just to secure yourself and your family, you know, to the best of your ability. But I, I you know, not fear mongering. I just think that you know we are. Uh, uh, very likely to enter a very tumultuous economic and geopolitical scenario that is going to probably make what you know what we're looking at today uh, small potatoes. A mild um, comparison. All right, but let's keep it moving because when I texted Josh and Adam, I didn't say, "Hey guys, you want to be on the show?" So Drew can vent about how terrible things are. And how so no, you know, but, well, so if, the, the positive note of that, okay, is that that applies unfortunately to probably the vast majority, but on the ultra premium side again it's kind of like what i said uh, probably a year ago which is like okay i think that all everything i just said does have negative implications but it it's going to force the cream to the top and it just that's what happens always and so i think we'll still see even though that certain market probably that mid segment of the market gets hurt the worst the upper end will probably do well and maybe the very low end will probably do well, right? Your five hundred to five thousand dollars sales with buy it nows that are readily available and easy for people to make and you know uh, reactive purchases, those are going to probably do well. The high end sales that are selling to the exceptional companies that are benefiting from grow, you know, basically their market share growing by the loss of comp- competition and the inability of other companies below them to make innovative investments that can allow them to compete against the larger companies. The exceptional companies that are out there in every segment are going to thrive. They're going to do better than they were doing before. And so those are the ones that are not buying the training wheels. They're buying, you know. Big bikes. Yeah, they're buying the Ducati 1600. Oh, that's good. That was a good. We missed that opportunity. It's like they're not buying the training wheels. They're buying the big wheels. Um, All right. So, all right. Well, cool. With that. That was great. Now we actually get to go into the domain game. So we get to say at the 40, 45 mark or whatever, you know, like the one hour mark. We actually, yeah, but I do but think, I, this I think that was one of the most important conversation. domain conversations we've had in a long time. Oh, I know. And I actually agree. And I, that's why I wanted to make sure I fleshed it out. And, you know, when you, when it started with Josh talking about, you know, some of his experience in the market and then also the two of you talking about your position on buying um and and all that i think this is really good stuff this is actually some of it it matters more than what we're going to continue to get into um and to clarify you are right that alligators jaws operate the way human jaws do where the torque and everything happens from the bottom the upper part of the jaw is literally just an extension of the skull you know so man all um, these years what about a crocodile i'm just always right crocodile same thing crocodile and alligators mouths work exactly the same way go gators all right teeth just go Um, down (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah but and, and then all the force is when the mouth closes the lower mandible the opens but lower mandible so if you can if you end up wrestling an alligator you want it to get its mouth closed and then you want to hold it closed and if you want i you bet you i got a cover its eyes to make it hard to see what's that i bet you i got a book for that you probably do um all right well good stuff yo um all right so turbulent times coming take care of you and yours and uh you know be ready with cash and reserves and things to potentially take advantage of what will absolutely be some inefficiencies in the market created by a ton of turmoil. So that's what I'm hearing. And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but, um, 
All right, domain game. Let's do that. Let's let's play a little domain game. And uh, let's we'll start with Drew. If you've got a name, you got a buy or a sell. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I was going to uh, the one I picked out was mo.co. Uh, but you know that one, so yeah, I do know that one. And uh, as uh, you talk about how we just got done talking about how Daco is the worst, and he's did like, you sell oh, it or did you buy it? Right? No, I, I sold it. I sold it. We we bought it, you know, back when we can do this one. Uh, I don't care about missing an opportunity. Launched. Yeah, if you're down to talk about no. it, let's do it. I'm kind of. I would be interested to know what you got for that. Yeah, let's do it because I even if I have to bow out of this one, I don't care. I'm not. I got plenty. So I'm literally swimming in swag over here. You know what I'm saying? So although I do like to win, but um, all right. So let's go, Adam and Josh. Pick up your phones. Get ready to flip it. We're talking about the sales price on mo.co, baby. I don't have my phone. It's in the other room. You make, guys uh, made me move. So hold on. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say or second. just have Josh. You room. say yours, and then Josh flips his. We could also work it that way, but mo.co baby let's go um mo.co mo.co you know i got my glasses too. so our astronaut you know who i i for a very short while attempted to sort of make our like mascot but i don't know why i thought anybody would care beyond me uh but his name was mo his you know so it was mo the astronaut and uh you know, it was Mo Money. His name was Mo Money, and so we we're going to use Mo Mo Money. His name didn't change because you know he's not he didn't die or anything. You know, I sell his domain. <laughs> you might as well be dead. You sell once you sell the name, then it's that's it. All right, so, you're so dead Mo. To me. Mo, you're dead to me. Sorry, Mo. Rest in peace, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> your right. your memory, your memory, Mo, is a blessing in the form of Federal Reserve notes in the bank account. In the, in the, you in ready, the, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm taking over hosting. All right, let's go. So, Josh, Josh has, I right, so, okay. So, for those of you who are only listening and not watching, we got Adam at forty five thousand and Josh at sixty nine thousand sixty nine one dollars. You know what I'm saying? Six nine six nine one. All right, who gets the point? Josh gets the point, but he's still way off. Go. You crushed it, huh? You crushed it because of that dot co swag. <laughs> this is the dot co vibe that got it. That got it done. What was the? Uh, you know what? I will actually say the dot co. Uh, we have done very well with dot co's. We've had a bunch. We sold d- deep deep dot co for a big dollar amount. We sold. Uh, we we we've, we've probably made twenty dot co sales that were like fifty thousand and up. Um, anyways, um, uh, uh, sold it for, uh, was it 90, 99? I think it was 99. Was it 99 JT? I think it was 99,000. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I thought it was, you know? I think it was 99,000. I gotta go back. (laughs) He's like, yeah, man. I I mean, I don't know. Just pay. I just got paid. That's all I care about. (laughs) I'm I'm over here with the new watch. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, man. I just see the dollars coming in. No, that's, uh, yeah. Um, But, well, and this is a point. So we bought that when the .co registry, you know, took over from Columbia when it first launched and they released the two letters and they had a special program and you could like make installments. They were the first ones to do this. Like, it was like a, I don't know, three or five year installment thing. And I was like, all right, MO is our initials for media options. 
And it was like, hey, I think it was five grand a year for three years or something. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do that deal. I'll take that deal. So I took MO.co, you know, I think 10 years ago or something we tried to launch or eight years ago or something. We launched like a marketplace where we tried to just list, you know, names, and just, but we never really did anything with it. And so anyways, it was just there. It was something I always had an affinity for, but at some point, um, I have a higher affinity for uh, the Benjamins. The moolah. The moolah. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and I mean, look, I th- you know, I just wanted to make a point too, because when Drew was going off about alternate extensions, you know, because we have, uh, in fact, we're going to have a blog article that we're going to drop on the site. Um, we, we did a little bit of research around, you know, premium domains on alternate TLDs, and you know, and everything always comes back to it's overwhelmingly obviously dot com, right? But I do think that, you know, and what we see, I mean, there are these sales that happen and they're not exactly outliers. I mean, good names are good names. And even on these other extensions, it's just that, you know, certain ones will go through these waves where they have this, you know, sort of period of time. And I, we, we're seeing it currently with AI. We saw it with IO. I think once that, you know, where they're not going to be able to sustain at a certain level where they just get to. But then once they settle down, I think you do have some of these that recurringly. But you're continue. saying the same thing I was saying, except in a less concise way, which is that the the upper limit of where they can go is some ratio of what the value of the dot com is. And so yeah. let's just say mo.com is, you know, let's say it's a million dollar domain. Right? The, 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 the lower limit of that name is somewhere around a million bucks. Okay. The value is probably more than that, but, but the, the market yeah. price. One two million, yeah, roughly a yeah. million bucks, right? It's, it's eight hundred thousand would be a fire sale. One oh, and a yeah, half sure. would be like you know uh, a low end, you know, retail. Yeah, sales. yeah look, one okay. to two million. So, you're right. And then, so when you look bucks, at what you right? got so, for mo.co, is about five to ten percent. Exactly, and, and so that's the ratio. And I, you know, I'm not making that shit up. We went back and looked at like strong .co sales versus the exact same SLD in .com. That's and a fair point. You know. The strong dot com sale versus the strong dot co sale, the upper limit is somewhere in that five to ten percent. Same applies for AI. The same applies for all of them. It's just every time that's, once you well, get above that, Wait. people start asking. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe it's better to save up and get the dot com. Maybe it's better to pivot altogether into another name. But you, when you're second best, there's a limit to what people are willing to pay for the second best option. There has to be a strong value proposition in the form of price. Yep. No, but the only other thing I was going to say is, is that then it's a matter of which of the extensions fall into the ones that can qualify into that second tier, right? Because then you have a whole bunch that fall into an, in a non-existent tier. Which and that's is just group of- thought, right? That's just group thought. That's just this suddenly everybody, oh, one cool founder in Palo Alto launched their business on dot. D-O, and now Dominican Republic's the hottest domain extension in the world, right? It's just people go, oh, oh, look, I'm not trapped in this enigma of having to spend a lot for a domain because Joe Blow on that new hot AI company launched on .ai, and now I've got this green light to buy also a .ai that's going to cost a fraction of the .com, and then they do that, and then they go build a business, and that business gets successful, and they raise some money, and they go, oh, shit. We're riding a bike on training wheels and we're going downhill real fast and the wheels are going <laughs> to fall off and I need to get on a real bike. And then they have that realization and then they upgrade or they fucking die. And it's the same thing. And everybody overcomplicates this shit. But everybody, you either gain momentum, you're going downhill, you start accelerating, 
the fucking training wheels are about to blow off this thing and you're going to fucking die or your business doesn't get momentum and you're going to die anyways. But either way, not a die. All not a die. To, you're either going to get to die yeah, or right. you're going to die. And there are very <laughs> few exceptions. <laughs> no, I think that's really well, well said. And, um, Shout out to dot do domains. I'm about to go register a bunch of Dominican Republic, and it is by the way the Dominican Republic is the uh, the the cctld is dot do. So shout, shout out, out to- Max Kaiser. I was just I was just you know uh, channeling my uh, uh, anybody who knows who Max Kaiser is. He yeah, big, basically Bitcoin evangelist and shit. He's like the yeah, with- he evangelizes Bitcoin in the same emotional way. Like, how can you be so stupid to overthink this? It's simple. Just realize the logic. Anyways. Well, speaking of um, Thompson Reuters, nothing that we were just speaking of. Josh got the com. point. Let's keep it moving. Josh, you got a virus. So <laughs> you got Thompson Reuters owns that. That's great. Yeah. Did I want? You got a buy or a sell? I'm sorry. Thompson Reuters oh. owns what? Deathspiral.com. Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds pretty random, but yes. Um, <laughs> I, I have a couple of sales, but they're so boring that I can't even bring them up. Um, let's uh, let's go with uh, let's go with a buy. All right. We'll mix it up a little bit. What about embryosolutions dot com? That's a terrifying name. <laughs> 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 oh like, man good. you're not into eugenics type shit or anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whoever i sold that name to i'd be like can we investigate what's going on over there put somebody on a list man whoever you sell yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> embryosolutions.com it's like um you either big brain or you embryo solutions because you don't need med anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right why are there so many why are there so many companies that do that yeah well i mean because everyone's trying to crack the genome code and you know and biotech is big business so um all right well let's talk about that then embryo solutions is a buy is a buy buy by josh embryo solutions um all right so let's see what's up all right y'all pull up a number i'm probably way low but i don't know all right go ahead and flip it all right. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Drew is six, six, six. Man, is it because it's Halloween month? Speaking of which, we got to get Sherpa Ween on the book. No, it's because that's uh, a devil. That's a fucking devil shit embryo solution. That's like six, six, six for Drew. Eight, nine, nine for me. And uh, Adam was at twelve hundred. Am I right, Adam? Yes. And yeah. Adam is at twelve hundred. So, let's see what's up, Josh. What'd you buy it for? Who wins the point? Uh. Mm, I can't remember, but it was eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Drew. Drew with the win and the point. Um, all right. So and then uh, so you bought it because of just the amount of sheer companies that are out there doing this kind of work. Like no, I just wanted to do one from the pool of like low value names, just to just to like throw one of those out there because we never do them. It's always like it's always buys that are at least at the mid tier. Yeah, well, and I think it brings up an so, interesting point. You guys are talking about names no longer being va- va- available in the like the, for cheap, cheap. And is that here the comes kind of that names? yellow brick road to hell? 
full of rainbows and butterflies. Listen up. Is is this the kind of name? So you think, what are you going to sell this for a thousand bucks? Like, no, what are you going to do? No, like I don't know. That's what am I going to? I'm going to sell it. Probably sell it for three grand, and I would say it probably has a, has that kind of name. Probably has a higher sell through rate than your average portfolio holder at that price. I mean, the reason why I brought it up is because it's probably like, I don't know, 50 of those names or more, or like way more than that, that drop every day. And, you know, they're names that sell well. And if you're good at buying those type of names, there's still a perfectly viable way to get into the industry and scale a portfolio if you're like decent right you just gotta look for you just gotta look for those kind of things and you can get them it's like embryosolution.com was developed you see like embryo adoption and like you know solutions is a pretty typical add-on to keywords where businesses are yeah you love you some solutions just like we've talked about this in i mean yeah it could be solutions it could be that just you know yeah yeah, or labs. Labs is a good quote. If if I saw like embryolabs.com, I'd be all over that shit. It's just like, I don't know. I just wanted to throw something different out there. No, well, look, it ties into what we talked about earlier, where these guys are like, hey, I'm really not buying domains. I'm staying away from the, the auctions and the drops. It's too much of a pain in the ass. I like having the freedom to not have to be dialing in every day to see what's going on and be active. Although, you know, you represent a different sort of wave of, of domain investor at a different time in your career and your life, and you're still stacking names, you know, still building that portfolio. And that's, you know, this is an example. It'll be interesting to see when you sell this one and when and how and how long and how much. And because uh, it will be, you know, it might be years, but it'll be interesting I mean, to if see. You how build, if you want to build a portfolio record. today from scratch and you don't have a massive, massive bankroll, you have no choice. But yeah. to go diving in the deep and taking a chance on those names that sell at like one, two, three, four percent max. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like I mean, you got you gotta talk about those some of the time, I guess. No, I think it's great. Again, I think it t- ties in perfectly to our earlier conversation. Love it. That's great choice. Drew gets the point. Drew and Josh. So Adam, if you got a name, we'll leave this to Drew and Josh to dis- to 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 guess. So that we can get a winner and then move on to name Jake and Jack. Because we're getting a little bit tight on time. But um, so what you got? You got a buy or a sell? I got a sell. Okay, um, making money out here. Let's get it. Restaurantfinder.com. Ooh. Restaurant Finder. Well, I like that one, man. I might want to guess after they guess just to say where I would have been. Restaurant you know? Finder. Restaurantfinder.com. This is something. We've moved on from Friend Finder. Now we got Restaurant Finder. Because once you found a friend, now where are you going to go with that? Now friend? you need a restaurant. <laughs> you got to right. go out now. It's time for Natural evolution. <laughs> All right. Friend. Now we got to find an activity. Restaurant uh, Finder. Restaurant Finder. And that's a real consolidated space. You got like, you got some steep competition. Restaurant Finder. All right. Let's see. Josh and Drew, you two. We are in basically uh, almost like sudden death. Oh, okay. I see what you actually. On. That is exactly the number. Well, not exactly. I'll tell you what, what I would have gone with. All right, flip it, Drew. Oh, okay. We're at ten thousand two hundred dollars. 
and $24,895. For what it's worth, I was going to go, I would have gone 9999. So I would have been, I would have ended up taking the under. I, I was going to go 18 but, and I, I went, I went up a little. But Josh is like right where I was, like as far as my thinking. So how'd we do? Who gets the point? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'd like to know the reasons before I reveal, like why, okay. uh, why the, you're in the mid, in the mid range. Why not? Why not more? All right. <clears throat> Josh, why are you only 10 G's? What's your thinking? Mm, I don't know. I remember thinking recently, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you why. I normally go a little higher for Adam, but I remember thinking when I was watching your episode <laughs> in LA that Adam was going to like do a massive number on whatever that de- domain was, like some podcast name. And podcast then he came, came yeah. in with like this little pea shooter sale, and I was like, what? Ooh, okay. <laughs> what? How much did you send po- podcastagency.com for? I can't remember what it was. I think it was 25, maybe. It was actually quite a good sale, but I don't know. I just feel like Adam... Like, it is a good name, though. I think, yeah, that is a good name. I just feel like Adam always sells names for, like, a lot of money. So then you, but then you felt like you went against that this time. Yeah, but now I feel like he's, now I feel like he's, he's just not doing it anymore. <laughs> he's entering a new phase. He's entering he's a new phase of his life and his career. Uh, Drew, what about you at 25K? What's your thinking there? So, uh, to me, it's a fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollar name. I was going to say eighteen, and I said I'm going to go up. Um, I uh, I feel confident it's more than ten. But I, the reason I look, I look at this and I go, okay, if you're in that space, you're trying to compete against Google, trying to speak compete against Grubhub, uh, tr- uh, whatever, whatever the other one is. You know, all, all these guys that are basically trying to surface local restaurants and reviews, right? And so um, if you're doing that, you're one of two things. You're either dumb or you're well-heeled. And so, um, you know, I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong brand in a super competitive industry that you're either dumb or well-tooled, uh, uh, well-resourced to enter and so uh, I think you know twenty five is a is is a a, a fair price. Um, I what's interesting is if, if I'm thinking about it, you know, right, which I don't know if I am or not, then probably that person would have paid more. But um, it's a hard name to say. I'm going to price it seventy five, a hundred. Um, but anyways, I'm interested to hear what this one went for. Yeah, I mean, you won. Bang. It was uh, 25. Drew with the win. But, uh, right on. Yeah, so I, back in the day, I, I think I, I mentioned earlier that I bought this with a partner. Um, shout out to Harvey Kaplan. Uh, Harvey Kaplan. I haven't talked to old know. Harvey for a long time, but uh, Harv, Harvey, Harvey and I Harv. bought a portfolio of domains together. Uh, just he was a finder.com kind of guy. He has, I think he still runs auto finder or I have to look it up. It's either auto finder or car finder, uh, which is a phenomenal name. And at the time uh, he was picking up a lot of brandable stuff like this. So we partnered together, bought a group of names and then he kind of ducked out of the space. Uh, we had this group of names together and I just, I think I paid, you know, what, a fair market price we agreed upon and I just picked up the rest of them. And this was one in that batch. Um, so I think my book booked price was like 2,500 bucks. I think I, 
I gave him for it. So, uh, and that was probably 2015 ish. But I think I bought it from him. So, yeah. So I don't know. I cool. got uh, at the time. Um, you, you know, know what you guys bought it, for? bought it. Yeah, I, I would have say you know I don't have it because he was buying it on Snap Name, so I'd probably guess you know a couple hundred bucks. Um, so yeah, oh, I dig it. That's awesome. Well, you know, I think um, you know it's it's interesting because we've been spending a lot of time repricing our own portfolio, and um, you know, you talk oh, it was about a buying out too. Sorry. Oh, that's what I was going to say. And then uh, the frustrating you know. thing about it, the frustrating thing about it was drew, you're right on the money about like your assessment on who the buyer was. Uh, I don't know who the buyer was, but I know that they're using a uh, Mark monitor. So, uh, so it's somebody you know, bad. Yeah. That's always fun to go into your escrow account and look and see who the, who pulled the trigger on the buy it now. And like, <laughs> yeah, oh, but well. uh, I don't, I don't know that that, I mean, obviously like, so the reason I asked about that was cause I kind of, you know, always sellers remorse uh, on situations like that. So I, I don't, I don't feel bad about it because, uh, but so here's the deal. Uh, I, uh, we, we at Mediatrix, we've become extremely confident in, in sort of what we call buckets, right? There's like, Right. buckets of buyers and, and these buckets are very well defined in what they're willing to pay and so there is a very clear in fact i would argue it's probably the single most defined bucket is that call it 10 to 25 a little bit stronger brand 15 to 25 a little bit weaker brand 10 to 15 type of thing but that's a really really clearly defined bucket and i think that this is a 15 to twenty-five thousand dollar domain like i said and you know you sold it at the top end of that range and so i think you got the full value of the name beyond that you have to be surgical it, beyond that you can't put a bin price on domains beyond that you need to be evaluating each one at a given time with given circumstances and doing so means accepting the loss of a whole bunch of sales that otherwise would have happened right and so because because th those sales happen because you put bin prices right is what i mean and so I think that um, I think that you got the full value of the name, but I think you know thinking through it the way that we just discussed, I think there likely could have been more subjective value extracted, maybe, um, but impossible to A B test these things. So uh, I wouldn't uh, yeah I wouldn't feel too much buyers remorse on that uh, sellers remorse on that one. I think you you got the full value. Um, yeah. Even well, if they were cool. maybe willing to pay a higher price, you got the full value. Yeah. Now I probably would have squeezed a little bit harder on this on a, on a negotiation, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like some of my names that are on Ben, I'd, I'd probably need to go back through and, and double check things. But uh, when I saw this, well, one I, go thought, through, I, I think like, you oh. priced it well. Actually, again, yeah. I was in the and ten. Again, I was thinking it was a ten thousand dollar name. So you know, shame on me. For well, me. I you know I again you. like I I would usually if. Probably right. Um, I would have shot a little bit higher though on this particular one, just you know, moonshot type of thing on a on a bin. Uh, you know, sales sell through sell through rate goes down, but you know, you get a couple bigger sales out of that. So, um, yep. but yeah, no, I think it's all good. Uh, you know, it's funny because, like I said, we've gone through a big exercise pricing our names and listing them for sale, and anytime that somebody buys it via buy it now, you know, we're always like. We, we underpriced it, you know, because it's like, we could have got more, 
but uh right. but no hey man when you got a lot of names you got to sell them and i think that's all good and uh so no good thanks and thanks for sharing media options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions high value domain sales and domain name consultation as pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. All right, so let's keep it moving. We're going to run through the name jet and a jet list for about 15 minutes, maybe less, and then call it. Um, so let's do that real quick. So we're moving up on the next segment. As everybody knows, these are names coming up for auction on Namejet. They're all expiring domains. Uh, you've got the sheet on the site that will uh, you know, help give you some guidance as to what the estimate appraisal is, how many back orders it has, this is the date that we uh, do the show, when the back order end date is, their private auction. So you got to get your back order in beforehand, although uh, we believe there is a way now that you can actually enter into an auction later. So Maybe the date doesn't matter. At least it will give you a range of when that auction will end. So you need to get in and around that time if you want to start paying attention to it so you don't miss when the auction ends um, and all that good stuff along with some other data. Um, so, uh, yeah, so well, let's go through the list and let me know what you guys like or don't like. Um, we started with uh, Drew started the domain game, so we'll keep it moving. Josh, why don't you take a crack at the Namejet list first and uh, – and tell us, like, you know, let's go through. There's about 15 names on the list, so I'm going to cut you off after five of like, don't like. But uh, what's what's good? Uh, looks good. Looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Um, that's the one that stands out to me is looksgood.com. Yeah, right. uh, I don't know. I I just feel like that feel like that makes a great apparel brand it's like one of those names that like for sure sells at a certain price range Mm -hmm. to an end user in a certain amount of time i don't know i feel like that's the kind of name i would price at like 20k Mm -hmm. um so if you can get into that for less than two probably probably pretty good um I really like. Well, I don't really like it, but Service Star is cool as well. Uh, I, I feel like it was. I, it stands out to me. I feel like it would. It's not. I feel like it's not going to go for that much. Probably get into that for like less than a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, good brandable. You know, I want. I want to like highereducation.org. But, but you don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. Like it's the kind of name that I buy, and I think it's really good, and I love and I'd love seeing it in my portfolio. But and then eventually, I would like love for it to not be in my portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. All right, I dig it, man. That's what's up. All right, give us one more, and then we'll we'll move on to Adam. What was the first one you said? I'm sorry. Looks, oh, good looks, looks good looks good.com yeah. which does look good okay. you know it's a good one and it's positive and it's a vibe and you can taking use it all, he's taking all the good ones clothes eyewear looks good i i think that's like would be amazing for like a sunglasses or you know glasses brand looks good because of the whole look and yet look you know what i'm saying like it really is um that shit is pretty dope um, yeah 
I'll hey, take JC, do you, hey JT, do you know how how I look? You look good. How do you think I look? How do you think I look? <laughs> you look good, man. No, I look with my eyes, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's go. We can get dad jokes popping Cold off. Open. You know what I mean? Hold open right there. Oh man, we could get well, the dad jokes popping off. What do you call like uh you know what do you call a potato man? No, just, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, time out. He started <laughs> no, it. He started it. No, no, hey, stop. We're, already pressed, we're already pressed for time. Wait, but what do you call what do you call a potato at a at a ball game, man? He's a spectator, you know what I'm saying? He's a spectator. Oh, made that one up. Um, all right. <laughs> um, or maybe there's something with what do you call a potato wearing eyeglasses? No, a spectator. Next. You know, maybe that's a, that we could do that one too. All right, fine. Um, let's move on. Adam, what do you like or don't like? Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. Did I catch jo- you off? Josh got one more. All right. Uh, bridgestreet.com. It's a cool name. Ooh, uh, I like Bridgestreet a lot too. Yeah. Probably going to go for too much that one compared to what I think the end usage likelihood yeah, is. Bridge Street is like, that could be, a, I see that as like a brokerage or, I mean, you know, any kind of something financial or. Um, that's the kind of name that fashion as, too. as domainers, we just like, oh, that's a cool name. Like that, that's a, like, and everyone wants it. it. It's the art. That's the art part of this game. Yeah. yeah. And then, and it just sits there and end users are like, no, I don't fucking want why, why am I going to call my company Bridge Street? What'll, what, 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 <laughs> well, what, what will that go for? I think it'll. I think it'll go. For, I think it'll go for a, to, at least. I say. I say twenty five hundred bucks. Oh God, that's an eleven dollar name a couple of years ago. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I actually think ago. it's going to go higher than twenty five hundred. That that would be my guess. If I had to put money on it, I would put it on the over on that for that name. Why is it because of the extensions or what? No, I, you know, and it's interesting. I, I guess it would, you know, look, I'd have to do the research to see how many companies are out there that are actually using Bridge Street, you know, and, and you know, what do those companies look like? And is, you know, are any of them funded and, you know, size and all that good stuff. But I don't know, man, there's just something like, I think just based off of the vibe, kind of to Drew's point about the art of it, just based on the art of it alone. I just think that's one of those that a lot of domainers are going to recognize that there's, you know, that's a cool usable name, great brand. And, uh, Pony up the dough. I don't know. That's just my, you know, 35 back orders. I don't, I don't know when the back order ended. I'll have to look at the list that we provide on domainsherpa.com. If you go to the site and check it out. Um, yeah, it's not going off till November. It's already got 35 back orders. I think that's going to be, a, that's going to be a pretty, pretty, pretty good one. So, all right. So, so I like, are you ready? I like market reports. I like support team. Um, I don't okay. really care for singled. Singled is like, I don't know. It probably will sell. It's got, it has, you know, the dating type of. Yeah, there's some of that. What else would singled be? Some kind of single serving? Like a baseball, you know, like he's the guy. It's got the the ED at the end too. So that could be education. He was singled out. Could be some like woke bullshit. You know, maybe some kind of yeah. single serving type of packaging type of something. I don't know. I don't know what the use of that one is. I would agree. That's one of those fool's gold type I of do. names. That... Go ahead. Toilet paper. Toilet paper, huh? Like a company that sells like some kind of like uh, no. like no. travel. No, I mean, the domain is literally terrible. It should be used as toilet paper. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I mean. Yeah, that's a single. Name that, it's not a good domain. It's, a, it's just a bad brand. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't look good. Doesn't mean anything good. It's just singled. I don't. We hate I don't see singled. anybody. 
Yeah, that's yeah, what you call a false friend. Yeah, fool's gold. Yeah, All right, Adam. Basins, basins doesn't sound good to me either. I don't know. Maybe there's something out there, but uh, yeah, well, uh, it's okay. I think that might be. Is that four or five? You're, you're yeah, I don't close. know. I'm you're close I, to the cutoff. I'll, I'll, cut, so I'll cut out of that. Web. Basins is another uh, one that I think is interesting. It's like, is there a market one? for basins? Like oh, basins. sinks. Maybe sinks if you're a sink company. Well, you, you know, there's a geographical definition of basins, like a like a you know valley, uh, um, you know. So maybe there's like a you know, but it's not going to be something big. It's not going to be something highly commercial. But there's probably somebody out there that you know. There's a home for basins. You know, ain't going to make you rich. Yeah. Well, we always say yes about appraisals. You got to take those with a grain of salt. You know, it's got a $35,000 or $34,000 estimate value, which seems pretty, pretty wild to me. Um, is Basin a last name? Maybe it could be Basin's like a store or a restaurant, you know, like, yeah. oh, Tommy Basin opened up a restaurant and calls it Basin's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I bet Tommy's paying 35 G's for that domain. <laughs> exactly right. You know what I'm saying? You got you to flip a lot of burgers to pay back 35 grand for a restaurant. Yeah, no, I feel you. So, so will Basin sell for more than uh, what was the other one? The Bridge Street. Uh, oh, that's yeah, Bridge Street. Yes, it, Basin's will sell for more than Bridge Street. Yes, but the the sell through rate on Basin's is like half of what Bridge Street is. Less than that. That is a really good, and the interesting upside, hypothetical. The up, I love up, that, Adam. I love it, that. It's actually a great. It's a great representation of the domain industry itself. It's like people. You know, we've said this before. Every time you make a purchase decision or an investment decision, you might think you're making an individual decision about that particular name. But every decision that you make as an investment is always a relative decision. You are making a relative decision relative to other opportunities that you can invest that money in. And so whether or not the domain you're buying or the investment you're making is going to outperform the other, you know, opportunities you might have at a given moment in time is basically what determines whether or not it was a good or a bad decision. And I would say, you know, basins is one of those ones that makes people feel good because it's a one word, you know, it's whatever. Right. But ultimately very limited pool of potential end users very limited potential commercial applications. It, it, you're going to hold it forever and you're going to hope for, you know, it's probably going to go for like, I don't know, four to six, four to seven grand. And then you're going to be holding on to it for a decade, hoping to sell it for 25. And, you know, meanwhile, you could buy, you know, like a bridge street. If you say you could pick that up for 2,500, I think that's easily a $25,000 name. If you get the right end user, let's say it's it's in that fifteen to twenty five thousand bucket, okay, and you know, so the opportunity there is far better because you're going to have a lower entry cost, a higher sell through rate. All of this is obviously speculative, but um, based on the art, based on experience, based on you know how these things usually go, that, that's what I would expect. It's probably a, a, an about equal potential end user price. But you're going to have a lower entry point on Bridge Street or a name like Bridge Street and a faster sell-through rate. Yeah. So you'd market Bridge Street into 15 to 25. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. you know. As I'm sitting here now going down a rabbit hole about both Bridge Street, which there are a number of Bridge Streets, period, as well as a place in Bradenton uh, Beach, Florida, that is Bridge Street. Beach None Street. of that has any value. The only None thing that matters is, is there a corporation. I like, know, okay, I you want to sell a domain for twenty five grand? You need a company that's worth at least two and a half million or that has raised two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars at a minimum, right? Um, that's what you need. That's that is yeah. the qualified buyer for that name. So if you don't identify an end user that meets that criteria, then there's nobody to buy that name for twenty five grand. Yeah. Well, there are a handful of other folks. There's a couple of different other. At least not today. Going on. Yeah. And well, hold on. And then, uh, but you, then do, also... you do have a long history. I think you guys are both right. I think you have a long history with names like Skybridge, Longbridge, um, Oakbridge. Uh, you know, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of uh, bridge, bridge, a lot of bridges. in the financial world, and bridges, you, know, you know what I'm saying. We're we're building bridges here. You know, we're not burning bridges. We're building bridges. Well, that's like burning, that's burning some, building others. <laughs> and then I'm also in down this basins rabbit hole of like, oh, okay, so you know, basins. You have buckets. You have sinks. You have a whole bunch of different. Not to mention the oh, geo. okay. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's another application. I'm in the process of building a farmhouse, and we're literally looking for. A basin sink. So basins oh. could be, and those things are expensive. Oh, the, that's why like, big you farmhouse basins, sinks. These things are yeah, expensive. Yeah. You got to go what one big basin sink. That's bridge. <laughs> basin bridge. What about what about Basin Bridge Street? Basin Street. All right, um, you know what? All right, Drew. What else? You All got right. any other names on the list? And then we're gonna move on and call it. All right. we uh, I love higherededucation.org. Um, love that name. Uh, I also love looks good. I think it's just killer name. Um, I think market reports is interesting. There, there's a lot of money to be made and just recycling financial advisory information and, you know, offering, you know, here $9.99 a month and you can download these market reports and say, you know, got a gold report, a silver report. Yeah. That stuff is easy to, um, there's, there's a, there's digital a whole product, product, right? Yeah. Digital product. Uh, it's a great business. I, I think that that's a very interesting name. Um, you know, Pittsburgh real estate is long and clumsy, but it's just a banger. I mean, if you are a Pittsburgh realtor, hard to find a better domain than Pittsburgh real estate, right? And so, um, I think, uh, you know, that's another name that's in that easy 10 to 25,000 bucket. Um, and I, you know, back in the day, um, uh, Rob Grant, uh, Lena Del Rey's Papa, uh, he used to pop off these big city name real estate.com domains for hundred to 250 grand. Like he used to be, you know, at least three or four times a year, he'd be on that Dean journal leaderboard with a, you know, Atlanta real estate or New York, you know, I think he still owns New York real estate, but you know, I remember he sold like Jacksonville real estate for like a hundred and there was like, yeah. um, anyways, I, he used to pop off with a hundred to $200,000 sale of these big city name. I, I haven't seen any in a long time. Um, he kind of had like a, kind of had a, a, a corner of the market on those like big city name followed by real estate.com names. Um, so anyways, that, that, that's a banger. I don't know that you're going to get a hundred grand out of it anymore. Maybe. But I think, you know, it's an easy 15 to 25 and maybe more. Um, 
but you know, real- it's just, huh? That it's better than realestatepit.com. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I also, oh, yeah, I like yeah. service star. I think service star is like, it's got, you know, alliteration. It's just, that's a banger of a name. That's one of those names that, you know, somebody pays a branding company a half a million dollars to come up with. And then, uh, you know, oh, true. it becomes like a giant fortune 500, like service now, or, you know, but service star is a really I like that name a lot. I think that's a really cool brand, you know, but again, I think that's exactly again in that 10 to $25,000 bucket, probably 15 to $25,000 bucket. But it's also one of those names like restaurant finder where if somebody it's like in a vacuum, I think it's a 15 to $25,000 domain. But if you actually analyze it and you think about who is the buyer for that name, the guy that steps up most likely uh, there's probably many buyers, but there's a lot of small buyers, but the, the one that steps up and really pays the price for that name is somebody that's going to be competing against all of these other, you know, local service, uh, uh, provide uh, local service, you know, let's say comparison sites. And that's a super competitive market with big dollar rewards. There's tons of private equity there. And so I think it is a name that, you know, uh, doesn't mean that buyer does emerge, but if they do emerge, it's probably actually a 7,500, 125 name. Uh, but you're rolling the dice, right? It, it's probably an easy sale over a five year period of time for 10 to 10 25. To grand. Yep. Agreed. But you might roll the dice and lose a bunch of those 10 to 25 buyers and land on, you know, a 50, a 75, a 100 grand yeah. buyer. Well, and I'll tell you, so just being on the call on the show and going through and doing some quick searches on a few of these names, Servistar had probably the most like varied usage of any of the names that we're looking at, um, where there's Servistar Capital, there's Servistar Heating and Cooling, there's Servistar uh, Chemicals, there's Service, you know what I mean? It's like- It's got a secondary a whole, use too. There's a whole lot of Service Star is a military there. thing. Ooh, oh really? You get your star, That's... yeah. You get your stars for your ah, service, uh, like bronze yeah. star, things like oh, that. Oh man, so you can almost get like it, you know. I mean, so that's a whole nother thing. Or if you have, you know, some of these companies that get money to, you know, because they are veteran founded and things like that, or veteran run, uh, service star realty. So technically, you could maybe even get the same buyer that's going to buy service star and PittsburghRealEstate.com. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's two for one out uh, here in these digital streets. Um, but yeah, um, but you're right. It's a miniature bronze star and, you know, uh, you know, authorized to be worn by members of the, you know, various armed services. And, uh, so yeah, service star plumbing, service star freight, it's a banger development company. I mean, there's what I'm saying. You probably, uh, I didn't even look, I didn't even look, but it's one of those names where you're going to have dozens of those low end, when I say low end, 10 to $25,000 buyers, dozens of them. And here's what I'm going to tell you. And just because you have dozens of them doesn't mean one of them is going to be able to step up. No, they are limited by the capacity of their business, right? These are businesses that are regional or local. You know, they, 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 they don't have the capacity to pay a fifty or $100,000. So the upper limit on it is that ten to 25000 But then there's the one guy that says, I'm going to be a national brand. And I'm going to consolidate, you know, leads and dole them out to all these local and regional service providers. And that guy wants to be service star. 
he's paying 50, 75, 100, 125, Yeah. So I really like bridge street a lot. I like service star even better having done a little bit of digging. Um, and, uh, yeah, some pretty interesting names on here. I think some of these, yeah. would... I think careeradvice.org is interesting. Uh, it's going to be a whole like bunch of advice. useless Org. college grads that are going to need a lot of career advice. I like career uh, advice better than I like higher education.org. You know, I think if you're looking at those two dot orgs that are kind of sort of similar, <laughs> they're the only two longer dot orgs on the list. I mean, I, I mean, I think career, but both, you know, depending on where they end up can be utilized for, you know, a lot of different reasons for, you know, ways by people that are going to you know spend money on those names. Cause there's a lot of money to be made on, in all of that stuff. Do you think uh, Paradigm.org ended out the other day? On Sna- Paradigm? Oh, I love that name. I Where love was it that selling? Name. That was selling on NameJet, right? I loved it too. Yeah, um, it sold uh, so I would say quick. that name probably went for like 20 grand. Uh, because in, it, in auction? It, yeah, 15. I would have said 12. What did it go for, yeah. it go for Josh? Uh, 11. Bang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, I went up to oh. I went up to ten on it. I really wanted it. I really, really wanted it. Great, killer, killer name. Yeah, it, Paradigm is yeah. just a great like, um, you know, like brand name. It just exudes fucking glowing growth and just you know the t- paradigm. It's the top of the pinnacle and it's positive and you know it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, it could be technical, it could be all sorts. No, of wait, stuff. what are you talking about? You're confusing pinnacle and paradigm. Yeah. No, paradigm is still like isn't paradigm like the optimal like uh like approach or whatever? No, it's like a Oh, it's I think like it's basically Oh, it's a typical it's basically, example. A model. It's a model though. I guess that's what I yeah, mean. Like, yeah, model. Yeah. I was going to say I was going to say like a set of constraints is is you know, paradigm is basically like a set of constraints or a set of like uh, yeah, conditions means, under which you're operating, which is it means a, pattern. Way it means pattern and 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 all that. And I guess in my mind, I was thinking of it as like as the model, not just a model. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. So, but you're right. I probably gave it a little bit more of a positive and than it meant to be, and you know, a little bit more pinnacle than paradigm. But you know, hey, look, it is what it is. We're just saying a lot of words up here. You know what I'm saying? I get paid by the word. Um, but thank God that's not true. <laughs> It's not true. It's not. I wish it was. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, look, guys, we are like, we're over time. This was a great show, though. We covered a lot of ground. Um, anybody have anything else to close with before we, we close it up? I, I'm going to holler to everybody later about we got to get a Sherpa Ween scheduled. Uh, so everybody be on the lookout for that. I got to get with Jen. We got to figure out the timing, but we want to try to do that here in the next week or so before the holiday. Um but uh y'all anybody else have anything else i mean josh we didn't talk about your pickleball what you got going on i will actually be awake so try to schedule that as soon as possible because i'll probably still be able to join but i'll be uh i'll be checking out the progress on the uh on the farm oh cool well you're gonna have to get yourself a costume though you know what i'm saying so what are you growing on your farm uh well we're (laughs) right now we're growing a house yeah (laughs) <laughs> that shit is slow growing. Let me tell you something. Slow growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, but we will grow a lot. Gosh, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? I got nothing for raps. All right. All right. For raps, JT. Well, I did play pickleball for like the first time the other day, and I was playing my kids, and I was handling business. 
So I literally was telling him, I'm like, I could beat Josh out here. I'm going to go. We were doing a tournament for the school, like a charity event. I'm like, I'd enter that, but I'd win it. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. And my kids are like, settle down, dad. You're literally like, you got bad knees and a bad back. And no yeah, settle. get out like, of the kitchen, dad. We don't even know anything about Josh other than he's a good pickleball player. Therefore, we know you have no shot. But um. <laughs> It was, uh, but it was cool. I could see why everybody's into it. It really is like a whole ping pong tennis vibe, and uh, you know, I could see it's fun. It's good time. Yep. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys. As I say on every show, uh, first of all, to you guys more than guests, you guys are the co-hosts on here, and uh, you know, taking the time and sharing all this stuff with the audience means a lot. Uh, it is really what Domain Sherpa is all about. So thank you very much. And to the audience, like I say in every show, thank you for tuning in. Without you, there is no us. So we hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, if you did or didn't, let us know. We're not hard to find. Otherwise, we'll see everybody next time here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Peace out. <laughs>